Hello and welcome back to another episode of Project Deep End, the show about building a pool service business. I'm your host, Dave, and uh, today is another day at it. Uh, It is now Wednesday. Uh, We have been working real hard, me and the guys, um, and you know, I wanted to kind of check in. I've noticed uh, ever since I uh, uh, had to let go of one of my employees, um, I've actually noticed uh, an uptick in their pacing. I've actually noticed a an improvement in attitude and uh, a, a, like kind of an improvement in willingness to get after it again, which by no means am I trying to pit this on uh, the guy that we let go. Um, by no means. I mean, there were some issues that I was kind of worried about in regards to uh, affecting the team in a negative way, uh, but not nothing, um, nothing too crazy, right? And I think actually what's really happening is I'm out here in the field doing the work, I'm setting the pace, I'm setting the tone, and I'm setting the standard, and I'm leading from the front again versus chilling out, you know, doing all my other stuff, my, my business strategy, work, all the other stuff that I found myself busy with, uh, instead of doing the actual boring, clean the pool, we're doing the boring work, right? Um, you know, when I had three guys, I, you know, for me to even do pools would basically be robbing them of their hours, uh, just because we just don't, we don't really have enough for that many people. Um, and we're not profitable enough, uh, to be able to handle that. So, um, you know, I've definitely seen a dramatic uptick in, uh, you know, effort and quality and getting done on time. And it's been great. It's been really, really great. I, again, I wish I had sort of ripped these band-aids off way sooner. And, uh, but you know, here we are and I'm seeing the improvements. I've also, uh, I, you know, I see the improvements to our bottom line, you know, me following the profit first system. I'm going a little aggressive, uh, going a little aggressive, going a little bit against how he recommends doing it. You know, he recommends start small, scale your way up. Um, I'm kind of starting big. And then if it ends up being not as doable as I'm hoping, I will uh, take a step back and start small then. But right now, I just, I kind of want to win. I kind of want, you know, money coming in to me, my family. I kind of want to be socking away that profit um, and and giving myself that quarterly uh, bonus. So the way, for those of you who don't know, profit first, basically the idea is pull your profit out first and then whatever's left, uh, that is what you have for expenses. And if you have more expenses than the money that your business has generated, that means you have too many expenses and you need to start cutting your expenses, right? Pretty simple. Uh, versus what most of us do uh, when you get into business is you make all your sales and then you uh, factor in, you you pay all of your expenses and then whatever's left over, that's what you keep for profit. Um, and you know, I, everyone, including myself, likes to think, I liked, I thought, you know, okay, I'm very frugal, I'm really diligent about money, like I'm really good at, you know, keeping to a budget, and I'm not going to, you know, let that system get out of hand. Well, sure enough, just like everyone else who tries uh, to uh, do accounting that way, they, I was getting paid nothing forever. And there was always this sort of magic number of customers that we would need to get to to get to profitability and then we'd be good and then we'd be able to grow and that never happened and I tried for like four months and it never happened so you know so that's profit first is you pay you pull out that profit first you pay yourself first and then you have you see what's left over that you have um, to spend on employees and trucks and growth and all these other things Um, so uh, yeah, so I'm super stoked on this, and it, so far, 
ever since letting um, our guy go, uh, I did have uh, guys out for three or four weeks last month. So I had one guy out for two and a half weeks. I had one guy out for an entire week. And then I had uh, uh, the guy I laid off. You know, he, he worked one week uh, for the last pay period. He worked one week and a day. <laughs> no, he worked four days. So I had, you know, I was out. I was down man, uh, manpower. I was down labor. And I think that also helped jumpstart and fix our financial problems because we're ahead now. Um, even with me pulling out all of the money um, that I had. Uh, so earlier in the year, we did a uh, cash out refinance on our home to restructure the debt of the business to basically consolidate it all into the equity of my house and also give myself some cash for, cash for runway to achieve some goals that weren't achievable, uh, unfortunately. And we ran out of a lot of money, but there was still a little bit of cash left, so I pulled that out. And even after pulling all of that out, we are still uh, tracking perfect for this month. We should have enough for chemicals. We should have enough for, like we're already halfway there. Like we've already done payroll. Um, that'll be uh, withdrawn on the 5th. And then the next uh, payroll withdrawal is on the 20th. And we already have I, what I believe is more than halfway there for payroll you know, for that next pay period. And, and then some, um, uh, so we have enough for all of our chemicals and basically all of our payroll, uh, with, with the, the bit. So, and, and it's also the beginning of the month and I have a lot of good payers who pay right there in the beginning of the month. And that was also the end of the month where we have a lot of good and not so good payers pay at the end of the month. Um, so we just got kind of flooded with cash. I call it the golden week is, you know, from the 25th until kind of like the third or fourth. Um, so it's not really a week, but, um, I call it the golden week. This is the, just that time of the month where most of the, um, you know, accounts receivable actually are received. And so, yeah, so I'm looking at the month. We're looking really strong. This is the first time in August is the eighth month. So this is the first time in seven full months where at, in the beginning of the month, we are tracking and on target to hit all of our uh, financial goals as a business. Um, pretty incredible. Um, you know, early in July, it was pretty doom and gloom. It was pretty bleak. I was really questioning whether or not I even want to do this anymore. Um, and if I should sell and, and shrink or continue to try to grow or, you know, there's all, there was all these questions about, you know, ultimately how much can I even make doing this? You know, I know guys have been doing it for years and they're not making the, the amount of money that I would like to be making doing this. So I had all these doubts and that was about three, four weeks ago. And, you know, here we are three, four weeks later after swallowing these difficult pill, you know, these difficult pills to swallow and recognizing that I need to work and recognizing that I need to cut expenses and I need to figure out something else from a, from a, how I do my bit, you know, business budget uh, perspective. And I've, you know, read the majority of the book now I'm almost done and boom, you know, one month later, here we are in a much better, um, financial situation in a much healthier spot. Um, I am doing the, the physical route work, but honestly, like it's not that bad. I think by Friday I'm pretty over it, but you know, by Friday I'm pretty over everything and I'm ready for a weekend. Um, so, you know, that's just kind of how that goes. Um, so yeah, so it, it's been really great. Um, I just wrapped up a, a quick repair, just lubed up, you know, the drain plug of a, of a clean and clear plus filter, uh, some butthole before me was, it's so frustrating. If you do this, don't just stop doing this shit. Uh, some butthole, whoever d uh, took care of their pool before me, literally silicone shut 
the drain plug of this, what looks to be a less than five-year-old Clean and Clear Plus tank. Like, come on, dude. Like, that just destroyed that. And if I, if that, you know, uh, if I couldn't get it sealed, they'd be out of luck. They would need, as far as I can tell, they would need a new filter. I mean, maybe we could get the bottom half of the tank, but I mean, at a certain point, like, why bother? So, so yeah, I just had to kind of chip away all of this super dry. I mean, I don't even really know if it was silicone because it was all hard. It was hardened. I think he actually like super glued it shut, um, which is just like, come on, dude. Like what? Like YouTube is not that hard. You type in your problem into the search. You watch two, maybe three videos. Within three videos, you're going to find the solution, dude. Like it's... I don't know. I, I just, some, sometimes I see stuff out here and I'm like, what are you smoking? Anyway, so I fixed that, popped in a new O-ring, brand new customer, 200 bucks a month, one of the highest paying customers I've ever had. And I'm really stoked on that. Um, we've also been picking up new customers left and right, which is weird. Um, you know, cause I am not focusing on sales. I am taking these sales calls really begrudgingly. I, I am exhausted right now from the heat. It's been well over a hundred all week long, all honestly, since June, the, the end of May to, to now it's been a hundred degrees almost every single day. There's been like maybe four or five days that were not well over the hundred degree mark. So I'm pretty zapped. Um, I'm pretty exhausted. And also, you know, I was out of the field for like six, seven, eight months and I got a little fat. I got a little out of shape. I mean, I feel like I got my pool cleaning muscles back, but I don't have that endurance back and I need to work on getting that endurance back. But I think the sun is not helping. The heat is not helping, but anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so things are going pretty good. I, uh, I've noticed an uptick in productivity for my team. Um, I have been hounding them quite a bit on their pacing and I'm you, but at least this time, now that I'm hounding them regularly to get better, um, number one, I'm not unreasonable. Like I, yesterday, for example, I have one technician. He only has 11 pools to do. I have 12 and my other technician has uh, 14. All right. 11, 11. And we have 41 accounts. So whatever that div- division, is. I'm sure I'm off. Like maybe I have 15. He has 16. Yeah. Okay. I have 15. I have 14. He has 16. And then one guy has 11. So, uh, but that those 11 pools are all, almost all of them are the hardest pools in that area of town. So yeah, you're going to go slower. I'm not being unreasonable with, with things like that, but when it's, when it's days like today, if I, if I catch them going, you know, way too slow, they're not getting three pools per hour. Cause basically the density of my route, I feel like a very fair, uh, and almost unnecessarily easy, uh, first milestone is, can you guys just do three pools per hour? Um, there's really no reason why our, my guys should not be able to hit three pools per hour um, this time of year. Maybe during the fall, it takes a little bit of a hit here and there. But for the most part, three pools per hour all year round is not that hard to do um, if you're if you're hustling. You know, for me, I've been hitting four to seven pools per hour. Um, now, granted, a lot of the pools that I've taken are the easiest pools. Um, you know, I don't know. I've been doing these pools for two and a half years. These guys, none of these guys have even been here for two years. Uh, and it's not likely they will. So yeah, I'm going to give you the pools that I don't really want to do. Uh, I've just made that decision, <laughs> uh, which may not be the best. I, and I don't avoid hard pools. I do have some hard pools on my route, um, but not as many. So like point is, is I can go faster than them, but there's no reason if I'm doing six pools per hour, there's really no reason for you to not be able to hit three. Um, four is really what I, I, I would imagine, um, they're going to get to if I keep, 
keep working on that. So that's going super well. We're picking up new customers. Uh, I, I've actually, um, I've been getting more calls than I care to take. And this is something that I need to work on in myself. You know, I am still in fix my business mode. I am still trying to solve these problems that my business has, like bad cash flow, like zero profit, like I'm not getting paid, you know, like we're, we're losing customers left and right. And, and also I need to get rid of some customers left and right. And I need to work on my pricing for a lot of our customers. So like I am at this point, I am just purely focused on profitability. I am not focused on growing my total volume of sales. I'm not focused on growing my total volume of uh, revenue. I, I don't care about the top line right now. All I care about is the percentages of the bottom line. Because at the end of the day, that's kind of what got me into this mess is not focusing on that stuff. And uh, that is a person just constantly swerving in and out of my lane. So I will switch lanes. Um, and so, so yeah, so I've been focusing on that and, and I've been taking these sales calls like when, when I can, when I feel like it, uh, if, if I, if the, I hear a voicemail and I just, I don't like the sound of the customer, I just ignore it, um, which I know is not good. You like in bit, if you want to be in business and you want to grow, like you should be turning over every single lead. You should be answering your phone. You should be getting back. It should be a very low, uh, time to answer. Um, but, uh, and I was talking to my wife about this. Like at the end of the day, I'm just one person right? I have a massive, I have to do a route in the morning, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 pools every day. Uh, uh, really it's probably anywhere between like 12 and, and 18 pools every day. Cause the guys generally have started to keep up finally I, versus the last few weeks I've been doing 20, 25 pools every day, uh, when we were short people. But now that I have two people, um, it's really probably between like 12 and like 18 pools per day, but that's, you know, that's takes me until about noon. And, um, you know, 11 to noon, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, and then I have repairs. Like for example, the, I, I wrapped up my route at around 1230. I, it's now 143. We've been at it since six in the morning. I've been at it since six in the morning. Uh, and you know, I, I just finished up that, that service call. I have other service calls that I could do. I'm probably not going to do them today cause I'm pretty tired. Um, but you know, and then I have accounting stuff I've got to deal with. Uh, my wife has been tracking down bad payers and doing, you know, we're, we're, we're creating a, an email workflow or an email sort of set of emails that we set out based on certain uh, interactions with customers that have not paid. So like uh, suspending customers. So we send out emails and then uh, bills for us are due on the 25th. So we send out our billing or our, our bill, the way our billing works is we send out our invoices for the current month on the first of that month. Those bills are due on the 25th. Um, you know, I don't really want to call it a five day grace period. Uh, but I, uh, have them due on the 25th so that I can track down, uh, that money by the first, by before the next month. And I've done an absolute shit job of actually doing that. And, and, um, you know, I would say my wife and I, cause she does the billing, but like I take responsibility as well. Um, we've both done a very bad job about staying on top of that. And it was on purpose, which is my fault. Like on purpose, we've been doing a bad job. So, uh, maybe I should, that's why I say it's my fault and not really hers. Cause I kind of told her don't track these people down because while we were in our infancies, while we have been growing to the point where we're at now, which I think we're at 192, 193 customers, uh, 
you know, I just wanted to take and, and keep every single customer, no matter what. And then, you know, at a certain point, we sort of said, okay, let's cleave out these bad customers, these bad customers. We never really did a full um, sweep of all of our customers and gotten rid of all of the delinquent payers or at least started suspending all of the delinquent payers. I never solved that problem, I guess is what I'm getting at. I never solved the problem of delinquent payers, and we are currently working on that. That's one of the biggest uh, things we're, we're trying to, to fix right now. And, uh, you know, so that's the way our billing works. And the idea is if we can figure out who hasn't paid by the first, then we can just suspend service or terminate service or whatever, or like really, you know, put the, you know, uh, uh, put the pacing on them, you know, and I've never done it. So now what we're doing is we're saying, okay, bills go out on the first, they're doing on the 25th for anybody who hasn't paid by the 25th, what we did last month, which we've netted the best results. And to give you some, to back up and just give you some context, uh, generally speaking of the $25,000 a month in recurring revenue that we bill out, uh, we usually have around eight to seven, eight to 11,000 that just are not paying. And, you know, after that, you know, the five to six day grace period, uh, before the first, that whittles down to usually between six and 8,000. And then sometime within the first three uh, weeks of the month, we get that number down to like, you know, 2,500. But at any given time, like we have about 2,500 bucks in overdue invoices. Uh, but it usually takes all the way up until the next pay period for us to sometimes collect that money from our crappy payers. And, uh, you know, one of the, the, the thing that I would say that was okay for a while when it was just me, it was not really okay when we had employees, we should have uh, adjusted. Uh, but even that, like if you can do it and keep your customers and end up getting your money, as long as it doesn't get any worse than that, like I would even say like, that's not necessarily bad to, to just hold on to those because here's the deal. Everybody who has a fully built business and they're, they're rocking and rolling, they've got their systems figured out. They'll tell you that don't accept that. But the reality is, is you have to figure out, you have to get scrappy. You have to work. You have to sort of make sacrifices to build the thing you want. And sometimes you have to pick and choose your battles and which hill are you willing to die on? And I was not willing to die on an $11,000, uh, you know, $11,000 of delinquent payers. Like that's a lot. If I knew I'm always going to get that money eventually, that's a lot of money to just throw out. Um, but anyway, so we usually would email once a week and then after a few, after a couple of weeks, then, uh, my wife would start to text and call and write personalized emails. And then eventually we would get the money or eventually it would become too much, like two, three, four months of no payment. And then, and that's when we would finally say, that's enough. You need to pay now, you know? And so don't follow that, um, advice, but you know, if you're just starting out, I don't think it's bad to let people kind of get away with being delinquent payers if you need to. If you don't need to, don't do it. Um, but I definitely did. I have a family to support. I needed to make sure this worked. Like there was a lot riding on us in the very beginning. Like we had no, we put our life savings into this. We had no backup. We had to make this work. We had no cash in the bank. So if we did not get paid, we lost our house. So you know, you have to look at your own situation. So I don't really judge myself too harshly. But anyway, getting back to what I, I was saying. So now you have context for how bad our, our delinquent paying problem was. Well, so what uh, what we've been doing uh, to correct it is we have started suspending customers on the first of the month if we didn't receive payment. And we even took it a step further uh, this past uh, pay period in July where uh, on uh, the first day of delinquency, we sent an email 
And then we sent an email every single day up until the weekend um, to remind people, hey, you have to pay this. You have to pay this before next month. Um, And we sent reminders every single day. And uh, we ended the month, I think, with $3,500 in delinquent payment. And since then, it's now whittled down to $2,500. And some of these people we've had problems with, and we're actually, a lot of the people who, a lot of the, the overdue is like, carryover from when people were multiple months behind and you know so now uh we've just sent suspension of service emails and so that's what i'm working on I'm working on the suspension of service we, we have an initial thing where we said we're suspending the service and to get back on service you have to get on auto pay but i thought that was kind of tactless people do forget and we got to remember these are human beings we want them to remember we are human beings we have to remember they are human beings um so what we are now doing is we are going to change that to say hey we're suspending your service until all of these debts are cleared up Um, and then, you know, once we get that money, uh, if it's your first in, you know, time, what we say is, Hey, if this happens again, we're going to have to get you on auto pay. Um, and, uh, but if it's happened before, then we're going to say, all right, we're going to need to get you on auto pay now. Um, so that's what we're kind of, we're creating this kind of email workflow to sort of help her automate, uh, this because 200 people is a lot of people to be tracking down. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, one of the areas that, um, I am working to improve is, is fixing the delinquent payers. We've had the best month ever. I've never had this much money, uh, paid on time before in two years and seven full months of doing this. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked to see like, okay, sweet. We can actually pay our bills. We can actually pay ourselves like, holy cow, that's nice. And, and then I've also suspended a lot of people that I'm like, yeah, if you're not going to pay, I'm not going to work. And, you know, and, and, and I know that I'm going to go back to some of these pools and some of them are going to have gone green. And, uh, I'm just going to say tough luck, man. You got to pay me to, to clean that up now because you didn't pay your bill. And I'm, and also I'm going to need payment up front to, to fix that for you. So, and I know I'm going to lose a few people over this, but I'd rather lose people who are not willing to pay, um, on time. Because it's been, a like I said earlier in the podcast, it's been 100 plus degrees for uh, two months straight, more than two months straight here. And I bust my ass, you know, eight to 12 hours a day in 100 degree heat all goddamn day. And it's physical work and it's backbreaking. I have cuts all over my hands. I get bitten by bugs all the time. I, I'm, you know, dealing with the elements. There's, you know, it's a physical labor job. I'm dealing with harsh chemicals. Like I'm doing a lot to make sure your pool is taken care of. And if you don't have the decency to pay me for that work, then you clean your pool. You go out there in 100 degree heat and, and fix up that pool. You go troubleshoot stuff when it's when the sun's beating down on you and you've already worked seven hours of pure labor and now you have to figure something out at, your, at this equipment pad that is relatively new to you. You go do it. And then tell me that it's that you're okay with paying me, like, you know, getting paid late. And also for all of these people, like all of these people who are W2 employees, the vast majority of our customers are because the vast majority of people are W2 employees. Let's be real. If your employer didn't pay you and you were like, hey, I didn't get my paycheck. And they said, oh, yeah, I'll get, uh, I'll get to you in uh, next Friday. You would quit. You wouldn't tolerate that. So I'm not tolerating it either. So, um, and it's been one of the best decisions we've made. Um, again, I don't really regret, um, not doing this earlier, but, um, I'm glad that I'm doing it now and maybe we should have done it a little earlier, but honestly, like you live and you learn. Um, so that's the biggest thing that we're cleaning up right now. Um, also I am starting to make the tough phone calls 
for some of our customers. I had to make one today. Been battling this pool for a good four months. They did massive landscaping in the backyard, cut down like I think eight trees in the backyard, didn't say anything to us, pool went green. The landscape, the tree uh, trimmer people, the landscapers, you know, I don't, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but basically all of the trees ended up at the bottom of the pool. And I fixed that for free because back then, back then I was like, I, I need the customers bad. Um, you know, I would never do that now. Now I'd be like, yo, no, no, no. Um, and then, you know, we fixed it and it's been, it, we were kind of battling algae all the time ever since then because it's just so much shit fell into their pool. And, uh, you know, we cleaned the filters and kept the chems good and it would still just have algae, but we would always be able to keep it at bay. And then, and they use their pool a lot and they throw trash in their pool. I don't know if they throw it or wind blows or what, but there's always new trash in the pool. There's always new crap in the pool. There's like food, literal food and food trays in the pool. Um, they just trash their pool all the time and it's a relatively cheap customer, but there's a super nice lady. I know she's working all the time and so it, it, it's honestly, it's her kids. It's her adult kids that live at home that don't, uh, like they just, they abuse the pool and it's because mommy pays for all the bills and they don't, that's my, you know, that's my disgruntled pool guy, uh, interpretation of it. Maybe I got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're just spoiled brat adult children at home who destroy the pool and, uh, don't think any of it, anything of it because they have not earned very many things. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my unfiltered opinion of what's going on there. And, uh, so one day, uh, a few months ago, I come to the pool to clean the pool and boom, there is an entire like five gallon uh, size planter full of dirt in the spa. Full of dirt. I got as much out as I could. I shocked the pool. I treated it as best I can. But as I'm sure most of you could probably put together, uh, that pool has never been the same. And we, it was fine in the winter. Like we could kind of keep it at bay, but it was a tough pool to keep at bay when it's really cold. And that's a bad sign. If you're having algae outbreaks when it's really cold and I mean, clean the filter, did everything I could. Um, you know, there's broken glass in this pool. I mean, this pool sucks. This pool sucks. Like there's not, no other way to put it. The pool just sucks and I'm not getting paid enough to do it. Well, finally, after, you know, four months of just battling this algae, dumping way too much money into it because I was, you know, too quote unquote, too busy to fix the issue and address the problem directly, um, which is my fault. That was a mistake on my end. I've lost a lot of money on this pool. Well, I'm not doing it anymore. I finally uh, gave her a call. Voicemail was uh, full, so I just let her know, hey, the only way we can move forward is if we drain this pool. We're, we're, we're losing too much money trying to battle this with chemicals. I've been you know, putting up a fight for as long as I could, but this is not a, we're not gonna win this battle. So I, I need to drain the pool. You need to give me a call back. I got a charger for it because this is 100% uh, the kid's fault. Um, you know, they, they are trashing their pool uh, and you know, I've, I've done everything I could to make it work and all the way to the point where I was losing money every single month on this pool for months and months on it. Like, honestly, I don't think I've turned a profit on this pool in over a year. And so I finally looked at that one and I called that one and there's a few others, you know, I've got a few others on my list. Like I'm, I, at this point, I'm just going to start as soon as we get to these problem pools, I have to start saying, okay, here we are guys. Like we're not going to fix this. We can't, we can't keep fixing this. You keep trashing your pool. We're going to need to drain the pool. We're going to need to increase your rate. 
Uh, it's going to be this much dollars to uh, drain your pool. Thinking probably like six fifty since they're our current customer. Normally, I don't drain pools here because pools can pop out of the ground, and I just don't like taking on the liability if I can avoid it. And I don't. So far, I haven't really needed to do it. Um, ever since those first couple of years of doing, I used to drain pools all the time, um, but I kind of stopped doing it because I don't like the liability. I don't like the work and. You know, if you let your pool get that bad to begin with, you're probably not a great pool customer, generally speaking, for new customers. Um, but I'll do it for existing customers. You know, you have to drain pools every once in a while for existing customers. So I'll probably charge like 650. Normally, I charge like 1200, which I know is pricey for draining a pool and pressure washing and getting everything back up. But I don't like doing it, so that's my price. If you charge way less, if you're like, dude, I, I do it for like 800, or I know some guys around here they do it for like 400 bucks because they want the business. And like I did it for 400 bucks when I first started and had no frame of reference. Uh, I'm not draining a pool for less than 800 bucks. And frankly, now I don't drain a pool for less than 1200. That does include your startup chems. It does include, you know, the month service. Like you're, you're set for a first, the first month, but I don't want to drain pools. So if you really want me to drain your pool, if you want me specifically to drain your pool and take it over, you're going to pay me like 1200 bucks. Uh, I'm over it. I don't, I don't want to do more. I don't, I don't, I just don't want to do it. So I charge what I want. Um, anyway, so, uh, Yeah, so we're draining that, and that's how I'm going to handle uh, these customers that we're not making money. Um, if we show up to service the pool, uh, I'm just going to let them know, hey, like these, are, this is the real way we're going to fix this problem. We're not going to fix this problem by uh, using chems only anymore. We just can't. We're losing the battle, and it's just, you know, you have to drain your pool. Every once in a while, you got to drain your pool and, and start over. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you're going to have a, cr- a clean, fresh pool to deal with. The TDS levels are way too high in most of my pools because they're super old. And again, up here, everyone tries to avoid draining pools, at least most people. Um, some guys are super fast and loose with it, but like, I don't want to mess up plaster. I don't want to deal with this liability. I don't want to put myself in a situation that is going to be more headache when all I have to do is treat it chemically, use enzymes, and you know, do my best to just make that pool sparkle every single week. Um, Anyway, this is kind of random and ranty, but you know, that's this is the real journey. So yeah, so I'm really stoked. Um, I am still growing. I could probably grow faster, but dude, I'm just tired. Like today, I'm just really, really tired. I'm really sleepy. Um, so I don't answer all all my phone calls. I know it's not good. I know if I want to grow, I need to get back on that. But right now, um, the first things first, I want to fix my issues. Once I fix my issues, uh, then, then I will start working on, uh, you know, then I will start working on growing again. Um, but profitability first. And, uh, you know, that includes getting rid of problem pools. So anyway, that's all I got for you guys today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, anything at all, feel free to reach out. Uh, Project Deep End. Uh, is my Instagram handle. That's probably the best way to get in contact with me. But thanks again for listening. And until the next one, have a good rest of your day. Bye.